introduction that was different and i liked it let's we, we gotta run it back run it back that's it ladies and gentlemen welcome to the dagger podcast on the dagger entertainment as you know my name is the king smiley it is the prodigy thomas I am Big Hearn. All right. The team is all here. I hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend. The 4th of July is right before us. I got my guns loaded. Fireworks ready to pop. I know these guys are going to have a, a great 4th of July. What you got planned, Prodigy? Man, I'll probably hit up a barbecue, do what I got to do, pop some fireworks, have some fun. You know what I mean. I'm getting on the grill and... Teaching my son how to grill, you know what I'm saying? All right. I wish I had a son to teach how to grill. I got a great Dane, but I don't think he know how to use grills. Uh, anyway, y'all, I hope y'all having a good one. I know it's been a while since we last spoke with you guys. It's been a long week. We both, well, we all are working full-time jobs, so, you know, we got to get to you guys when we can. Uh, but with that being said, the schedule will change here for the Dagger Podcast. We're going to come to you guys once a week uh, from this point on. Every Sunday, you guys could tune in and listen to us as we're going to bring you up-to-date news um, from around the world. Okay, so jumping in, we got some scores coming your way. We're going to start off, of course, with some WNBA action. Not really much going on yesterday, uh, but the Phoenix Mercury defeated the Washington Mystics. A uh, great game there. Brittany Griner, of course, leading the team and scoring with 24. They come off with an 84 to 74 victory that pushes Phoenix to 13 and 5. Elena Del Don and the Mystics fall, and now when they are now 10 and 6. Mitchell, what you got for me in MLB? All right, man. I'm going to give you all just a few scores. We got the Tigers losing to the Blue Jays 4 to 3. The Cubs beating the Twins 14 to 9. The Angels beating the Orioles six to two, and the Athletics beating the Indian Indians seven to two. What you got for us, Big Herm, man? Stay. <laughs> All right, man. He's paid, he passed the microphone in the wrong rotation, ladies and gentlemen. But it's back to King Smiley. I got some uh, World Cup news for you guys. Uh, yesterday, we saw France take down Argentina four to three, and you're great. Knocked down Portugal two to one. Uh, today so far, we got some uh, completed games. Russia over Spain, and then Croatia and Denmark are still knotted up at one apiece. Uh, that's actually going to lead us into our first topic: um, Messi and Ronaldo go home. Uh, a lot of people think that that's going to be their last World Cup, and neither one of them have won one. The sad thing is they've played a majority of both world, of all their World Cup games, and neither one of them have ever even scored in one. Mitchell, what, what does that say about their legacy? 
uh, Ronaldo and Messi? Well, definitely they've built one up at their respective teams, man. And it's um it's sad to see it go down like this, especially considering this might be their last World Cup. And to say that they've never gotten one, man, that got to hurts because you've gotten so many accolades, so many different awards, so many different things. And then to just go home without the big one, without that biggest trophy in your trophy case, I know it's going to hurt. It's got to sting just a little bit, man. But um, we'll see how things go from here. If it's not their last and they do play another, then awesome. Maybe they can finally get that elusive World Cup. But if not, it is a shame to see it go down this way. And I would say uh, they need to bask in the moment and uh, build off of this. Because if you can't go back, at least you had your little fairy tale story. You know, we almost made it. But if you can't, just sad. Yeah. Well, that is sad. Messi and Ronaldo, we wish you guys the best. Also, coming across the grapevine, Russia upset Spain. Spain was one of the favorites to come away uh, with the World Cup victory, and uh, that just got put to the end. As we like to say here at the Dagger, someone stabbed Spain in the heart with the Dagger, and that is it for them. So, uh, moving forward, Russia uh, is now going to be my favorite. I know I'm a bandwagoner. You can call me the LeBron of soccer. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon of whoever I need to. But moving on, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk about some NBA action. Um, a lot of things going on this week that I can't wait to talk about. Oh, somebody done played the song. Hey, 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 hey. I gotta stop that. Stop playing the song. Stop it. Alright. Yeah, I know how it get me. Alright. Now let's talk about some NBA action, guys. First off, the smile on my face. Uh, the people at home, I know y'all can hear the happiness in my voice. PG-13 returning back to Oklahoma City to play alongside Russell Westbrook and perhaps bring Oklahoma City a championship. He's not going to the Lakers, Big Herm. He is not going. How you feel about that? I'm going to start specifically with you because you told me that Paul George was going to L.A. to play with LeBron James, and now he's not there. You can't say bums if you're talking about OKC. Right. You can't say bum if you're talking about OKC. Because nah, 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 nah. I said it right. Okay. Okay. Because Russell is a goddamn dominant force, and oh, all right. Uh, Russell is a force, and PG thirteen. I don't think he has a wild factor anymore, like I told you before. And it didn't get you out of nowhere this time. So you you rocking with two bums, but Russell is not is, is he's not a bum. But the other two, the big three you wanna say, them twos are bum bums. That is absurd. Uh the 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 words uh, that you use in your statement are beyond me. Um, you're, what, what you're speaking is uh, And I'm going to pull out of the thesaurus words that I can think of right now because I want to prove a point. 
that you just don't know. Okay, George is going to be a champion. He's going to be a finals MVP rocking the blue. Oklahoma City Thunder, thunder up. Okay, Carmelo Anthony, the NBA is going to change the rules to where he can put a hood on his head. We will continue to get hoodie mellow for 48 minutes of an NBA game. Mitchell, how you feel about it? We'll leave this one between you two because um, I'm a little bit mutual on it. I would like to see Paul George finally get a championship. I would like to see Carmelo finally get a championship. I would like to finally see Russell finally get a championship. But um, I'm going to leave this one to you two because this this is fun. <laughs> I know you just did, did not say they was going to the championship. Please, I did. Please tell me you didn't say that. I did. Mitch, someone to help this guy. Hey, man, I'm in the middle. <laughs> that is a far reach beyond eyes. You think y'all need to acquire some more talent if you want to do that? They already did. I just got my one-year contract. Six man, all right? I'm going to be playing behind Russell Westbrook for a full year on a $10 contract. And we're going to get a championship. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Moving on from Oklahoma City. As you can tell, that was a heated conversation. I had to break the ice right there. As Hermione knows that uh, I don't play about Oklahoma City. But I'm trying to be unbiased. So we're going to move on to the next uh, topic. The 76ers believe they have a strong possibility of landing Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James without getting rid of their core players and Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. Is it possible, Prodigy? Nope. I don't think it's possible. You're going to have to let one of those guys or two of those guys go because at the end of the day, LeBron, if he stays, going to want a max. Kawhi, if he stays, going to want a max. So you're telling me they're going to be able to pay Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, Joel Embiid, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard? Said it wrong again, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You are, good. you are good to go, my friend. I, I don't believe that's going to happen in any, in any shape, form, fashion, universe, or anything. That just doesn't seem possible to me. Um, can they probably snag one? Maybe. The higher chances is they're going to grab Leonard. I'm going to call him by last name just in case. But they have a better chance of grabbing him. What do you think, Big Herm? How do you see fit? Well, I agree with you. Uh, they only go get Kawhi because, well, they got the room. You got to think about it like this. They still got Ben Simmons under a rookie contract. And, uh, the people that you're in, Markel, folks. So the person you really just paying is Joel, and uh, you can land you can land Leonard, but I don't think LeBron is going to Philly. I don't think it's happening. No, I, I agree. I agree. Le, LeBron. I'm I'm trying to stop calling him LeBum. Uh, LeBron James. I, I just. I feel like his free agent decision speaks a lot on his legacy and how everyone says that LeBron goes around. And he makes everyone better. 
and how he can get anybody to the NBA Finals. And if that is the case, if he can get anybody, anybody out of all 30 teams to the NBA Finals, why is it that he came out and said he is waiting to see where Kawhi Leonard lands? Why is it so important to play with Kawhi Leonard? Or maybe it's because LeBron knows that Kawhi Leonard can shut him down. Point blank, period. So let's play with the guy that can shut me down instead of playing against. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Kawhi Leonard wants to play with LeBron. That's why Kawhi won't disclose exactly where he wants to go. I'm just saying. The possibility of Philly landing both are 0%. They can land Kawhi Leonard. LeBron, take your talents to L.A., get coached by LeVar Ball, play with Lonzo. Who knows? Y'all might even be able to bring Elmo and, and Big Bird out of retirement, and you guys can make it to the finals. That's, oof. Man, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> that is preposterous. Preposterous. Yes, that is you gonna stop saying hippopotamuses and preposterous on this podcast. You understand? <laughs> okay. That is putrid. That is putrid. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, Prodigy, what you got for us, man? man? I'll put it to you this way, because since we're going through LeBron dramatics and how everything's going over there and stuff like that, it's going to kind of lead into our next topic, which is probably going to be talked about for a little bit. What happens when LeBron decides to go to a different team. If he stays in the East, what happens then? But what happens if he goes to the top heavy West? What are we looking at then? First thing I want to say is it looked like the microphone did not want to make it to your mouth. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, (laughs) all right, guys. Um, if y'all would have been in the studio, y'all would have seen that the microphone just kept floating around his mouth. It never went directly to it, just around it. Um, but um, you you bring up a valid point. Um, if LeBron leaves the East, the East is wide open. Um, a lot of people could argue that maybe, just maybe, Toronto could have their shot at the NBA Finals with no LeBron as their kryptonite in their way. Uh then you can easily say that Philly would be the favorites. But then again, Philly didn't make it past Boston. You know, you got to think about it like this. At one point, the number one through four seed have to play each other in the playoff bracket. So imagine a scenario where the number one seed is Philly. Number two is Boston. Number three is Toronto. And number four, uh, who? let's throw in Indiana. So now in the second round of the playoffs, you got – Philly playing Indiana. That's not a, oh, Philly's going to automatically win that. I mean, we saw what Victor Oladipo did in the playoffs last season. There's no no doubt that he's a superstar. And then you look at if Boston played Toronto, you know, that can go either way. And then you look at the conference finals. Let's say Philly does make it out of that, that series and they play Boston. 
you cannot just go out and say, oh, well, Philly's, Philly's going to do it. You know, it's a toss-up. With no LeBron on the East, there is no clear-cut favorite for the Eastern Conference. If he goes to the West, oh, man, that's dangerous. There's still no clear-cut favorite. That's the, the only thing the West is missing is Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's it. They'll have every other best player in the league playing in the West. Well, you summed it up pretty great. But, uh, yeah, if LeBron leaves the East, it is open. I mean, I would say who go be in the finals. If that does happen, uh, I would have to say Boston or Toronto. Uh, and LeBron go to the West, he's stopping the Warriors from going to the finals. I'm saying that right now. I back that claim. I'll back that claim, especially if he goes to the Rockets. Yeah. You can shake your head no all you want to, King Smiley. I'm yeah. I back that claim. D are you not sold that they could stop them from I'm going sold. to the finals? I'm not sold at all. Um because what you guys fail to realize is the experience plays a lot. It plays a lot into the factors of who's going to go to the NBA Finals. I mean, let's look at it like this. Houston had a 3-2 lead. 3-2. One game away from the NBA Finals. Chris Paul goes out with Andrew. We understand he's a point guard. Woo-woo. Okay? But they've played a lot of games this season already without Chris Paul in the lineup. So what made it different? The difference, the difference was Harden, was not clutch. A lot of people like to get out and they like to comment on how Russell Westbrook takes sporadic shots in clutch situations. Oh, he's going to jack up this, this amount of threes. or He's going to go and take this amount of tough layups. But James Harden does the same thing. He's going to try to get this contact, but if he doesn't get it, you don't see him getting back on defense. And ultimately, that's what you're going to have to think about when you get to playing Golden State. Golden State frustrates you. They're going to make difficult threes. They're going to make difficult mid-range shots. They're going to lob it up. Draymond Green is going to kick you. I mean, it happens. And I just don't think Houston, without Clint Capella, it's not happening. Without Clint Capella... The chances of it are lowered by a lot. I will agree there. It it does become a lot harder because he was one of their standing stones in that series. Um, so it does become a little bit harder for him. But at the same time, you can give him the edge because even if you add on, if you do add on a LeBron James, you do add on LeBron James, obviously that helps you out a lot. But let's say you don't. And let's say they make it to the same position they were in now. You didn't backdoor two years. Let's say Chris Paul gets hurt again, which obviously hopefully never happens. But let's just say he gets hurt again and James Harden has to take over. It's year two. You've been through the frustration of year one. You know what happens. But now you got to step up and now you got to do the opposite of what you did the year before. You can't jack up 27 threes and miss for one. You got to start playing defense. And you just you can't let Golden State get in your head because once they're there, the rest of the game is theirs because that's what they do best. They're a team that will sink the ship really quickly. Well, uh, I say the reason why 
Chris Paul played the big factor when he got hurt because he was he was going toe to toe with Steph, and Steph couldn't stop him. And then I blame Harden because he could have had a chance to take over when they main stars was falling and wasn't consistent. So he fell and he choked. I'm gonna say he choked because he just did. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Not being a factor. Draymond Green was the only factor that was playing. And so, that's his fault. James Harden, I'm blaming you, my guy. I'm going to say this. Uh, you know, with Trevor Ariza signing with Phoenix yesterday, or early this morning, actually, um, that changes the whole dynamic of what you pitch to LeBron to come to Houston. Uh, last year, Houston led the league in three-pointers attempted per game. And that was with the dribble penetration of James Harden, Chris Paul. Now you're adding another player that needs the ball in their hands in order to be effective. So now you're forcing James Harden to stand on the wing, forcing Chris Paul to stand at the three-point line. And you can't play dribble penetration with LeBron on the three-point line. LeBron isn't the type to take 10 threes a game. He's not. So I'm just saying the, the possibility of him going to Houston, slim to none, especially with them trying to retain Clint Capella, trying to uh, they just re-signed Chris Paul. They let Trevor Ariza go. Don't know why they did that when they still have Ryan Anderson's $17 million contract on there. I'm just saying, Mike D'Antoni, if you're listening, fix it. Just fix it. All right. The man doesn't play in a single game, but he gets paid $17 million. Just saying. You're paying that much. Um, Give me a contract. Thank you. Um, but that's just my my idea on it. LeBron going to Houston is just, it's not realistic. He'll play in the, the gold and purple in L.A. and following the legacy of Kobe Bryant before playing in Houston. Just saying. That is observed. LeBron doesn't need. First of all, if we're going to acknowledge the fact that you said observe, <laughs> absurd. I said absurd. You heard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, nah. Why you keep on saying LeBron needs the ball in his hand? He, he doesn't. Does. He doesn't. He does. LeBron I'm gonna take you back to Miami. He, if you let him, if you. Oh my god. <laughs> Dwayne Wade ran that team. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go look it up. He doesn't need the ball in his hand. He just, if he has somebody that could work with him and work in that system, and he's going to play his part. And that's going to go leave him open. If he got to shoot threes, he'll shoot threes, you know. But he doesn't need the ball in his hand. In Cleveland, yeah, he does because. Tell me who's going to take over. Please tell me. Maybe who's going to take over in Cleveland? Kevin Love. <laughs> Man, get out the door. I mean, you can put it this way as far as the ball in his hands. Saying LeBron doesn't need the ball in his hands to produce is like saying Ben Simmons doesn't need the ball in his hands to produce. When we know 100% Ben Simmons needs the ball in his hands to produce. I got stats to back up 
the reason I say he needs the ball in his hand in his career. <laughs> Since entering the league in 2003, Uh-oh, it's that time. Ooh. LeBron James, he he's played for Cleveland, Miami, and Cleveland again. This is a collective overall of his entire career. LeBron James, since entering the league in 2003, is averaging two, four points per game off catch and shoot and alley oops. Those are the only two times you can score without the ball in your hand, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, right? Two. Two points. That means he makes one. Every game. But you you said Miami too. You said D Wade orchestrated. So how was he orchestrating for this man to catch and shoot and get alley oops when he was only averaging two? Look at his two. His assist. You need the ball in your hand to make assists. Thank you. My point has been proven. LeBron needs the ball in his hand. I'm not saying that he's going to be an effective in Houston. No, I'm saying James Harden and Chris Paul won't be the point guards anymore. All they're going, all they're going to do is catch and shoot. James Harden's going to push people. He's going to travel. He's going to step back. He's going to shave his beard one day. That's all he's going to do. I'm just saying. Nah. He's- we're gonna edit that part out. Anyway, um, all right. So that's that's the debate on that. Uh, I think when it all comes down to it, you know, LeBron did just come out and say that he's interested in playing with Demarcus Cousins. Who knows if LA could pull off a way to sign Demarcus Cousins, keep Lonzo Ball, sign LeBron, trade for Kawhi Leonard, might be a decent team. But I just don't see DeMarcus leaving something where he was averaging 30 and 20 playing alongside Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. Now, moving on, Big Herm, you said, um, and I quote, you said you had some interesting uh, topics for us to talk about today. Uh, So I actually want to know what those topics are. And that means it's time for the Money Minute, y'all. All right. We're just going to let that music play for a little bit because we're a little hype. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Money Minute, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that are just joining us on our uh, journey here for the Dagger Podcast. The Money Minute is simply one minute that each one of us will have a uh, chance to discuss and debate our side of a specific topic. You guys will go on to Facebook at the Dagger Entertainment. You're going to go on to Instagram at the Dagger Entertainment. You're going to go to Twitter at the Dagger Entertainment. And Prodigy, you're going to email us at the Dagger Entertainment at Outlook.com. Big Herm. And we are the Dagger Entertainment. <laughs> Now, 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 you are now rocking with Big Hearn, and this is What Ifs. When we discuss... You want some music? You want some music? No, I want no music. We're going to discuss the possibles and the what ifs. Now, I got one for y'all. I think Smiley is going to love this. I don't know how you going to feel about it, though. 
When was your boy Kevin Durant drafted? 2007, number two overall pick out of Texas. Okay, so what if he didn't go to OKC and got drafted by Portland as the first round pick? What do you say on that? You know, I'm asked this question all the time, and I have the same answer every time. If Kevin Durant goes number one, the West is completely different. The reason I say that is you got to look at what him being picked by Seattle changed. It changed everything. It made Golden State trade spots to where they could draft Steph Curry. It made us able to draft Russell Westbrook. I truly think if Durant goes number one, Damian Lillard would not be in Portland. Russell Westbrook would not be in OKC. Kawhi Leonard would still be in Indiana instead of being traded to San Antonio. And LeBron would have never left Cleveland. Yeah, that pick happens. I'm going to keep it plain and simple, just like King Smiley. It flips the whole draft completely around. Everything changes, and we'd be seeing a different NBA now than what we see. It, it would just – it would completely implode how that draft went. I just keep it simple when it comes to that one. So if you think about it, he would have joined Brandon Roy and who else they had on LA. that? LA. Yeah. Now look at that. That would have been awesome. I would I would have enjoyed. It would have been nice to watch. Yeah. But overall, that team was too injured. Yeah. Too injured for us to even get an opportunity to say we would have enjoyed watching them. Roy on average, played about 30 games a season in L.A. at the beginning of his career. Only played about 60 to 50 games a season. So, truthfully, the way the draft worked out was the best possible outcome for it to work out. Okay. Well, our next what if is, let me take you back to 2003. You got what if Carmelo Anthony was drafted to the Pistons? Yep, instead of Darko Milicic. All right, all right, all right. If Darko Milicic doesn't go number two and Melo goes number two, you're talking the Pistons continue the bad boy era for at least another two to three seasons before they all call it quits. Melo would have his first ring already. and He would actually, in my opinion, be tied with LeBron for most rings right now in active in the NBA. Melo gets rings after the bad boy area, calls it a quits. He may actually, depending on how things went, may actually stay and may actually stay. He may still be a piston. But the chances of it after everyone after everyone had left already looked slim. And he would have ended up eventually ended up moving. But his ring count would definitely be higher right now. Actually, he would have one. And it, it it's just one of those things where you look at it and you're just like, man, that could have been a good position for him to be in. That could have really helped him maybe be a better player, even though he's one, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he could have been a better player. Always in that conversation of, hey, this this guy's got it. So that that's how I feel about that. Yeah, I would say it changed his legacy, and uh, he would have been up there with LeBron. KD and them, you know, and the talk to who was the best. 
But uh, I say if he would have went to Detroit, that would have been a new Golden State. Well, they would have been the Golden State before Golden State even happened. Because that would have been the super team. Carmelo was a beast back then. And he went to the Nuggets and killed it. But that's it for my what ifs. I have more for y'all next time. I have a what if for you guys. We're going to change sports and go from NBA to NFL. What if Tom Brady was not drafted in the sixth round of the 2000 NFL draft and instead was selected number one overall that year? Do you believe he would be in the position that he is more or less rings if Brady goes number one? You have to refresh my memory. Number, no, who had number one overall pick that year? Yeah, just refresh my memory, but I'll, I'll give you a little synopsis of how I feel. All right, number one overall pick was to the Cleveland Browns. They selected Courtney Brown out of Penn State defensive end. Ooh, Tom Brady to Cleveland? Uh, no. <laughs> Sixth round was where he belonged, if that's the case. Because you, you see it, and it's it just seems like – I feel like they're going to have a change this year as far as quarterbacks go because they actually did kind of the smart move and went after an actual veteran in Tyrod Taylor and then picked somebody up after that. So that's I feel like they're going to do something good with that. But as far as taking Brady and putting him in the Brown system, no. it would He would not be anywhere near the caliber player that he is today. He would not be the only one in the GOAT conversation. And there's no way that he would even be close to the amount of rings that he has now. Um, he, I honestly feel like we would have been looking at it as a what if he would have went to a different team if he would have went to Cleveland. That's just, I, it's, the Patriots fit him. Going six, going sixth round, I feel like that helped put him in a position to prove something to everybody because he wasn't the fastest, definitely. And he, he came, he came out with something to prove and he was put in a system that made him shine every facet of the game. There's not anything that he does now as, as much. As many of us may hate Brady or don't like to give him credit, the guy is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Is he the greatest? If he gets a sixth ring, then I'll give it to him. But if not, he's just one of them. But I'll have to say where he's at right now was the best fit because if he would have been to Cleveland, he would have been a he would have just been a lost a lost name in that long list of Cleveland quarterbacks. Less rings, no rings. If he went to Cleveland, he would be a lost cause. Nah, I'm not going to play him out like that because Brady is great. And I don't think nobody could ever do what he's done. And I think if you would have put Brady anywhere, he still would have. He 
He still would have been. He would have traded for sure. <laughs> Asked for a trade because that Cleveland team always needed help. But I'll say this: Brady is not the goat. Ben Roethlisberger is the goat. I'm gonna go like that. All right. Um, but ignore that last comment, ladies and gentlemen. Steelers fans, they're about as delusional as Cowboys fans. Um, but anyway, um, we're just gonna. <laughs> no, Herm, you are not gonna explain the difference because Cowboys and Steelers fans, y'all eat at the same picnic table. We're not talking about that right now. I'm not going to run around. We don't eat at the same picnic table because at least we didn't say we were going to beat a team in the playoffs that beat us earlier in the year. Actually blew a, blew them out, if I'm not mistaken. Herm, can you remind me of that game when y'all played the Jags? Hello. I can't be involved in the same picnic table as this guy because if you haven't won a championship in a new millennium, you cannot talk to me. Oh. 1995. Now you sound like an Eagles fan. 1995. Oh, man. Cowboys suck. I promise you, we'll get a ring before y'all do. We already got a ring. My team got a ring in 2012. I don't know about the rest <laughs> of them, um, but my team has one in this decade. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, back to me. 2009, 2000, this decade. 2003, <laughs> but hey, it's not 1995, okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, still on that Tom Brady subject, there was five quarterbacks picked before him. The first quarterback off the board in that 2000 draft was number 17 to the New York Jets, Chad Pennington. <laughs> what if Brady... Instead of going number one overall Next. to the Browns, what if he went to the Jets? <laughs> nah. I, I, I would say uh, Tom Brady would have broke the uh, curse, the Jets curse. I would have said. Super Bowl if he went to the Jets? Yeah. It's Super Bowl if he goes to the Jets. But let, I, I say next because just keep that name out of the mouth. Next. I got to remember. Mark Sanchez almost got the Jets to the Super Bowl one year. And who stopped them? <laughs> All right. Another what if to 2001 NFL draft. Uh, one draft that everyone knows very well, notorious for Michael Vick going number one overall. But there was another quarterback in that draft that is still a star in the league this year. Can you tell me who that is? Um, you said 2001? You said 2001? Oh, one? Don't you Google it. No. <laughs> as far as me muscle memory goes, I couldn't tell you who is still playing today. That's still in there. 2001. You Googled it. <laughs> Hold up. I would say. No, I knew who it was. I was just trying to figure out. Today, who? Drew Brees? Yes, sir. Oh, there you go. Drew Brees and hands down what would go down is probably one of the best draft classes ever. That was the same year the Chargers took Drew Brees with the first pick of the second round, and they took Ladanian Tomlinson in the first round. Mm. Man, they should have kept. Mm. What? That's, 
That's a good one. What if Drew Brees never left the Chargers? Oh, man. That's some dangerous stuff right there. Hey, he should have stayed. The quarterback that Drew Brees has turned into today. Yes. Alongside the Damian Tomlins. He's a legend. He's a he's a walking legend right now. He's a goat. I ain't gonna lie. And my final one, uh, and I'm not even gonna bring it up because I don't really remember what year it was. Um, I don't know if you guys can recall. There was a certain draft where a certain team, after losing Drew Brees, drafted a fellow by the name of Eli Manning, and then traded him on draft night. For Philip Rivers, if that trade is reversed, does Eli Manning get championship rings, or does Philip Rivers get a ring first? Philip gets that ring first. Eli eventually gets the ring, but Philip gets that ring first all the way. It's just because the way their skill sets play out and the positions they would have been in. Philip gets that yeah. ring first. Hold up. No, I'm going to have to recap my statement. Uh, Eli win like two championships. So you think the Chargers get a championship for yes. the Giants? Because yes. they, they had to do a lot of building around Eli. That's what I'm saying. And Philip, I mean, he's good, but he's not better than Eli. I'm going to say it like that. The statement can be reiterated for me, too, because once that trade happened, Eli was the one to win one first with that same team. So, I mean, you look at it that way, and I'm pretty sure we all know at this point Tom Brady never wants to see Eli Manning again. But, yeah, reiterate that, yeah. Even after that, it is Eli Manning, especially an Eli Manning with weapons. That same draft, and I know we're uh, coming up close to the end of the show, Uh, that same draft, we got Eli Manning, who went number one overall to the Chargers, of course, traded to the Giants. Philip Rivers went number four to the Giants, of course, in that trade, sent back to the Chargers. And then the third quarterback off the board was Ben Roethlisberger. Would you do it any different if given the opportunity? Would you switch the order in which those quarterbacks went? No, they were in the right They were in the right places that they needed to be. See, it all worked out. Yes, unbiased opinion. <laughs> it worked out for all of their careers the way that it. Yeah, almost the youngest quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I would truly say that if I if I could redo it, not just looking at the Super Bowl rings, honestly, Ben Roethlisberger should have been the number one pick in that draft. Well, you got to see the college he came. Exactly. But I'm saying if we're looking at statistics now, Roethlisberger would be number one, Eli two, and Phillip Rivers three. That means Phillip Rivers would have failed to the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger would be a giant, and Eli would be in San Diego or L.A. right now. So a whole bunch of what ifs out there. Uh, on the next show, we can actually talk about the what ifs from the 2013 NBA draft. Guys, I'm going to let y'all do y'all research on that one because that was probably one of the most controversial drafts in history. All right. Uh, we're coming to the end of the show. 
Yeah, oh, Big Herm got a what if for me. I like that. I like what ifs. What if Harden never leaves OKC? If James Harden never leaves Oklahoma City, we trade Russell Westbrook. We, in real, in real life, we would never be able to keep all three of those players on the same team. If James Harden never gets traded, our team would consist of Harden and KD still, but Russell Westbrook would be long gone. Because of the fact that they all play at a level that would require max money, especially once we've seen how they've came into form, if they do it together, it's not even about the money. It's about the play style. Harden and KD are shooters. Russell Westbrook demands the ball in his hand for 90% of possessions. If that stays the same and, and Sam Presti says, hey, Harden, I'm going to give you a max. KD, I'm going to give you a max. And then we offer Russell Westbrook a max. Russell Westbrook's going to be like, well, I'm not showing myself on this team. He never averages a triple-double. He's probably never going to be in the MVP, MVP conversation as long as those two are there. He leaves. So, I mean, that's just my, my take on it. I truly think that if the ta if the puzzle puzzles would have fell a different way, Russell Westbrook would be in another team. And, and now that the puzzle pieces have fell the way they did, each and every single one of them, respectively, has earned an MVP award. We have the most prestigious franchise in the NBA. No, yeah, do yeah, do not. Yes, because y'all trade away all y'all players. Ready. <laughs> All right. The music in the background means that we have come to an end. All right. From the studio, James Smiley. Yeah. Yeah. You goodbye. We look to see y'all next Sunday. Y'all stay tuned. This is the Burger Entertainment. Yo, yo, yo.